We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. He said it only one you know the opportunity for me to to go back to texas and be at the university of texas that's it in a nutshell it's just an incredible place the biggest newsmakers the best storytellers the her hoop stats podcast here's your host john little Happy Monday, women's basketball fans. Welcome into the Her Hoop Stats podcast for another week. Number 75, three quarters of the way to 100. We just might get there. And then we're just going to stop. We're just going to. No, we're not going to stop. What are you talking about? In fact, uh, right now we're kind of celebrating our year anniversary. It was right around this time that we launched this little show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you haven't gotten rid of us yet, and you won't anytime soon. Thank you so much for being here. What a great last week we had talking the WNBA draft. And, of course, we'll get back into WNBA stuff very shortly. I've started to roll on some recordings with some of the rookies coming into the league. Looking forward to bringing that to you as soon as time allows. But uh, right now, uh, we've got uh, Vic Schaefer on the show. His timing, very, very pressing as he takes over as the head coach of the Texas women's basketball team. That is on the way. Uh, But I just want to say thanks so much to everybody who was involved in our draft coverage at Her Hoop Stats. I thought that, you know, there was just a lot of passion involved. We had a lot of fun, kind of capped it off by talking to Rebecca Lobo last week on episode number 74. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, make sure you catch it, not only to talk about the draft with Rebecca, but also her journey as well. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. We always appreciate that. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, of course, and you can always reach out to us as well. Podcast at HerHoopStats.com. Podcast at HerHoopStats.com. If you ever have a a comment, a question, uh, also on Twitter, we're just at HerHoopStats or I'm at John Little Voice. And we've gotten a 
ton of interaction in the past week from our draft coverage. We just love it. So moving on, shifting gears, we're into the college basketball again, and we're talking to Vic Schaefer, the new head coach of the Texas Longhorns. In just a couple days, we learned that Texas was not renewing the contract of Karen Aston, who has been a great guest of this show in the past. Uh, what a great coach she is. She's going to land somewhere. Uh, there is no doubt about that in the in the next couple years to continue uh, her great career career but who does texas turn to but a former aggie and we get into that in vic schaefer so the mississippi state man uh, makes the decision to come over to ut and join the action in austin let's hear why he did it vic schaefer this week's guest on the her hoop stats podcast coach schaefer thank you so much for joining us and i want to be the eighty-six thousandth person to congratulate you on the uh on the university of texas gig congratulations to you well, thank you so much. I'm very excited and excited about the opportunity and excited to to uh, wear the responsibility of uh, restoring the great tradition of uh, the University of Texas women's basketball. It's a big responsibility, and I'm ready to get after it. Well, you certainly have talked a lot about that, uh, about how um, great that tradition is. Uh, in your mind, how would you contextualize that for especially Jody Conrad and the impact that she had on women's basketball? How would you explain that to people, uh, to kids coming up? Well, just know that, you know, Texas was probably the very first school that really got committed to women's athletics and women's basketball. There were only a handful back in the day. You have to be old as I am to understand that and appreciate it, and especially in women's basketball. Tennessee, um, you know, LaTeX, um, Stanford, those are you know, perennial powers that have been in it for a long time, and women's basketball has been very important to those schools. And then you can throw Stephen F. Austin in there as well. You know, back in the 90s, those were kind of the schools that were really, really committed. And, um, you know, Auburn and Coach Champy, they they uh, played for some championships and I believe actually won some championships. Andy Landers at Georgia. Um, but, you know, just to understand the, the, um, the commitment that Texas has had to women's athletics and specifically to women's basketball – and to know the success that they had for so many years as the premier program in the country. Um, and, and so, you know, that's our job. That's what we're charged with is, is to try to restore their, um, their place. And again, in today's world, everybody's committed. And so it makes it twice, you know, 200 times harder because of the commitment that so many people now have to, to women's basketball, which is great. It's great for our game, um, and it's the way it should be. But we're going to go to Texas, and uh, we're going to work our tail off, and um, we're going to we're going to hopefully be able to make them proud and and uh, get us get them uh, us uh, back to to um, championships um, because that's that's what we do. That's what we've done here at Mississippi State, and uh, that's our. That's our goals. Anytime we step on the floor, we're, we're about winning championships. I would have to think that three-time SEC Coach of the Year, consensus National Coach of the Year a couple of years ago, I, I mean, just we can rattle off all that, but everybody knows you've had great success. There are probably only just a handful of jobs and maybe even just one that would have gotten uh, your attention like this. 
How did you know that this is a job that it made sense for you to take? You said it. Only one. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, the opportunity for me to, 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 to go back to Texas and be at the University of Texas, really, um, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's just an incredible place. Uh, you step foot on that campus, you see and talk to those folks and be around um, the history and the tradition of that university uh, to know the academic integrity and the academic um, um, history there, as well as the athletic history. Um, it's just tremendous. And to be a part of that, to, to know that you're going to wear that orange and white. And when you walk into a gym anywhere in the country, people know and respect, you know, that brand. And, uh, boy, it's, that's special. And, and so, again, there's a responsibility that comes now with that. And, um, but I know my staff and I, you know, we're going to work our rear ends off because and, and, that's the only thing we know how to do. And we're going to work hard, and, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to, you know, hopefully uh, make them proud of us. It's definitely an incredible brand, and there's also uh, another just terrific brand as well that, that wears maroon just a, an hour and a half away in College Station. Uh, you know that better than anybody. How do you, you know, marry in your mind being a good Texas Aggie and, you know, taking a, the job at UT, or are we past that because there are, uh, they're in different conferences, things like that? How do you marry those things in your mind? You know, it's really a, a, a non-issue for me. Gary Blair is the head coach at Texas A&M, and uh, he deserves to be there as long as he wants to be. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer six times. Good night. Me and you don't have to justify him. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, it's a non-issue for me. Uh, I went to school there. My dad went to school there. Everybody knows that. But, uh, look, nobody knows the University of Texas better than me as well. Uh, it's like I told uh, Chris Del Conte, nobody knows the eyes of Texas better than Vic Schaefer. Uh, growing up in that rivalry, being at so many football games on Thanksgiving night, um, you know, playing in the Big 12, uh, I get it. And, and when you step foot on the University of Texas campus, it really brings clarity to you and it gives you an understanding of the University of Texas and what that means to so many people. Good, bad, or indifferent. And uh, so for me, again, it's just exciting. I'm just, I'm just so excited to have the opportunity to represent uh, that great university. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to the challenges. Um, and, and again, just uh, appreciate the opportunity. It's going to be dang exciting for sure. Um, I, you know, the, the first tweets that were thrown out there on a Sunday afternoon as uh, Coach Del Conte, uh tweeted out that uh, you were coming to town. And really that Friday when, when it was learned that Coach Aston wouldn't be coming back, it was all about Texas versus Baylor and that record, whatever it is, over the last few years. Uh, did that come up at all in the conversation as you were thinking about the Texas job, the fact that you had beaten Baylor in a big situation over the last few years that, uh, that, that maybe Texas felt like uh, that was a good fit because of that? You know, I don't, I don't, that didn't come up. I don't think that's a, 
you know, I, I don't think that's the the reason. You know, I, I think again, I, and I don't have any idea. That's not for me to know. But um, I, I do think I do know this that uh, you know it, there comes a responsibility with any job and in any, especially in coaching, and um, at a place like the University of Texas, you know, it's about championships. It's a standard. Um, you know, it ain't about one game. It's about all of them. And, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I just, I just know that, uh, you know, certainly Baylor has had a great run in the league. Uh, Kim Mulkey's a heck of a coach. She's got a great staff. Um, you know, I know them well, um, and have a lot of respect for them. So at the same time, we got to win a bunch of other games too. And so, you know, I, I think that sometimes probably gets blown up a little bit. Um, again, I, it's not something that was told to me. Uh, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. It, I just think it's a, you know, it's a total, total picture, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and uh, Coach Mulkey, for her part, she was uh, quoted today in a, in a story, and it looks like she said it on uh, ESPN Central Texas. So what if you can't beat Baylor? There are a lot of teams that haven't beaten Baylor out there. <laughs> she's uh, she's definitely right about that. But it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be fun to see Baylor in Texas uh, compete. It always is, no matter who is the head coach. Um, uh, let's talk about your staff a little bit. At what point will you be announcing that? What kind of process do you go through yeah. during that? Sure. So those jobs have to be posted seven days. So that'll be announced sometime early next week. Okay. And, and that goes for even, you know, somebody who might live in a household with you might uh, have been on your last staff, right? Uh, correct. We've, we've got to, we've got to wait. We got to wait here. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. We'll be watching for that. How are you, uh, yeah. how are you passing your time during uh, the coronavirus shutdown? Well, you know, I'm a big outdoors guy, and uh, I'm a turkey hunter in the spring. I like to turkey hunt. I like to fish. With a new job now, I've been on the phone with, with my current players and my and my uh, recruits and um, just trying to get to know them a little bit. And, again, just trying to, as you just mentioned, trying to get this staff thing all figured out and put together. And, and, and really, quite frankly, I'm just staying away from people. I mean – what we have going on right now is a lot bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, you know, I'm doing what the CDC's told me to do, and, and that is stay away from people. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm out here at my farm right now um, doing some things. And it's an unprecedented time, and it calls for unprecedented measures. And, again, it's, it's a whole lot bigger than basketball. And, and so – I'm telling my players at, at Texas, stay home, you know, stay away from people. Recruits, same thing. You know, it's just not worth it right now. There'll be a time when we can get together and practice and, and have a meal and get to know each other, but it ain't right now. With that in mind, how do you take, quote, advantage of this opportunity, if you will? I think my main question was going to be, is this a good time or a bad time to change jobs when we're in the middle of something so unprecedented? Um, but I, I would guess that you would be the type of person that would try to make it into a positive as much as you can. So with that in mind, how do you how do you do that? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's rough, and I'll tell you why. It's rough in that I wasn't able to see my players and tell them personally, you know, face-to-face, one-on-one, as a group, you know, that I was going to do this, that I was going to make a change. You have to do it on a conference call and, and then once you tell them, 
you can't call them back and try to have a, a one-on-one conversation with them and just explain a little bit more or take a little more time with them personally. Um, you, you can't do that, you know? And so it, it's been extremely difficult. I love my team. I love those kids to death. They're like my own, uh, to know that we've had our last team meal together, our last airplane ride, our last practice, our last competition together. It's just gut wrenching. And, uh, I mean it, I love them to death. That was the hardest part in making this decision. It was the absolute hardest thing to do. Um, because I just have so much invested in them emotionally, personally, and, uh, I care so deeply about them. And so it was, you know, it's hard. And, but at the same time, now I need to be working with my new team at Texas and I can't do that. And so that makes this extremely difficult. And so it's, it's a difficult time right now on so many fronts and, um, you know, but we're going to get through it. And again, this basketball, this is not that important when you're dealing with what's going on in the real world today. And, um, we'll get through it. And thankfully I hear that, you know, time and time again from people, like yourself, influential people around uh, the game of women's basketball, uh, around all games. I think there's a good sense of what's going on right now. Hey, I, I did want to bring up, if people weren't aware, uh, you you and and your daughter did spend some time with us at Her Hoop Stats for a, a great uh, article that Jen Hatfield put together uh, oh, yeah. about your relationship uh, with your daughter and how you saw her grow. And that is something that we can talk about here. Uh, just the growth that you saw in Blair, especially this past season as she got into the, the coaching game. What did you see from her over this last year specifically, Coach? Well, just it's so good to have former players on your staff. And I've got three in Blair, Dominique Dillingham, and Katerra Chapel. And each of those kids has instant credibility. Uh, they've played the game at the highest level. They've been successful at the highest level. They've all played in the national championship game, some of them twice. And so, you know, having Blair, uh, again, she's going to be a great coach, just like Katerra and Dominique. And to have her – um, with me and uh, on, on the bench and to know that my daughter is going to continue, um, you know, a legacy of coaching. Uh, I've just finished my 35th year in coaching and to know that that's the path that she wants to take her career, uh, it, it's really special. And uh, she's going to be tremendous for our game. She's going to impact the game. And, um, you know, our, our women's basketball is going to be better for that. So it's it's um, it's awesome, you know. It's really cool to to know you've you've coached her, you've watched her grow as a player, um, you helped develop her, and now she's turning around and giving back and impacting the game in a positive way, impacting young student athletes uh, in a real positive way, and, and going to be great for our game. Is it even nicer to know that she kind of took her own path in that? You know, she did go out there for a couple years and try some other things like the media game and things like that and, and came back to it. And it wasn't like daddy saying, you've got to do this, you know, or not that you ever would. Uh, but yeah. um, but but that she truly chose the path herself after trying some other things. Is Does that uh, does that do your heart good? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I tried to get her to do it right out. I mean, I. I'd be, you know, I'd be remiss. I tried to get her to do it right away, and she just said, hey, Dad, I, I really think I want to do the media thing. I think I want to go into broadcasting. I, 
I really want, and I said, man, I, I just think you'd be really good in coaching. And I got these young guards. Come on. Can't you do it now? And she said, no, nah, I really want to do this. So, you, you know, you got to let them grow. You got to let them go and let them do their own deal. And, and so we did. And, uh, you know, when she called me about middle of February and said, hey, I think you're right. I'm, I'm feeling the tug of, of coaching. Um, I'm watching all this film in preparation for, for TV. And, uh, you know, I just feel like I can help the, you know, help all these kids that, that I'm watching, but I can't because I'm just doing this on, on TV. And she said, I, I think I really want to coach. And you know, I told her at that point, I said, Hey, you get, you get through with your commitments with the SPN and SEC network and, uh, get through the season and we'll talk about it in April. And so that's what we did. And once we got to April and she was all in and, and excited and and so was that i can tell you well speaking of all in that's what you ask your players to do especially on the on the defensive side even before you got hooked up with uh with with gary blair and even you know even before that why were you the defensive guy why why was that uh such a key part of who you are and 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 what you uh build your uh coaching philosophy upon well, I just I think that's what coach needed me to be. He he was an offensive guy and he wanted me to really embrace um, you know, taking kind of over that side and it wasn't just the first year. I mean, I had to earn that over time and uh and so, you know, that's what I did and um, you know, over 15 years I, I earned that trust and respect and um, you know, those last those last few years together, I mean, that's what I had. That was my job, and I had it. He didn't mess with it, and um, and it worked. You know, we won a lot of games together. You know, I, I was talking to Mike Neighbors the other day, and he was he was relating the story about um, Coach Blair just leaving practice when you got you got to working uh, as the assistant coach uh, with the defensive game plan. He turned around and walked out. Um, you know, why did that work? And have you done anything similarly yet with your assistant coaches with any uh, part of the game plan to this point? Well, again, that, that he didn't do that early on. I mean, that was something that was earned over time. And, uh, you know, you're right. Those last four, five, six years, you know, that's what worked. He had so many other, he had so many other things he had to do that, you know, there was an opportunity for him to get a lot done and, and, uh, he knew I was going to handle, I was going to handle the defense and the conditioning and, uh, any type of defensive game plan that needed to happen. And so, you know, but again, I earned that trust over time. It wasn't just, hell, oh, you're the assistant coach and this is your job. You know, I, I earned that trust. So, um, you know, and again, I, I, as I told coach all the time, I never want to look at him and, and tell him I was wrong. You know, I'm not paid to be wrong. And so I took a lot of pride in that, and I made sure I did my homework and watched, uh, you know, all the film on our opponents. Coach always watched us. He wasn't too concerned about our, our opponents because he knew I was going to take care of that. And so, um, you know, what I do with my current staff, I have tremendous assistant coaches, and they all have, a, you know, a lot of responsibility when it comes to game planning, whether it's out-of-bounds plays with, with Johnny. But, see, when we're all watching film – we all pay attention to defense and out of bounds and things like that. And then, you know, we, Johnny's usually really good at, at, uh, at that piece. And then, uh, you know, 
we, we're all very involved. That's what I can say is we're all very involved. I don't just have one person like it was with me. Uh, I try to let them, you know, have a, they're all, they all have a position. Deanna's my point guard coach. Elena's got the wings with, with D and then coach Harris has the post players. And so they all have that responsibility of making sure those kids are, you know, are good to go and ready. And that shows just, uh, you know, how, um, you know, you can skin a cat in different ways. You know, Coach Blair does it one way, and you, even though you came off of his tree, do it, uh, you know, at least recently. I know you had head coaching jobs before that. Um, you know, you do it differently. And uh, and then I think about Coach Neighbors. I just had a long conversation with him about why he thinks that, it, you know, why he concentrates so much on the offensive side of the ball, why he thinks that that's, you know, the ultimate. If you can't score, you can't win. Do you ever just have uh, good, heated conversations with other coaches about philosophy and and really try to duke it out at a, at a coach's meeting in Destin or, you know, when you go to New Orleans for the Final Four or anything like that? Or is that just something where it's, it's understood, this is how I feel, that's how you feel, and, and we respect it? Yeah, I think that's probably it more than anything. And, uh, you know, again, everybody's got their own philosophy. And, uh, you know, it's what makes everybody so good. And, um, you know, and, and yet it makes all of us uniquely different. And so, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think we all respect that and uh, have a great appreciation for, for each other. And um, and so we, we it's kind of a – I guess it might be an unwritten rule. <laughs> I got you, Coach. Well, I'm so excited to see what you do uh, down at UT. Please uh, treat my man Craig Way uh, right. He's uh, one of the best in the business, one of the broadcasters down there, and uh, yeah. I know he's going to do a great job for you as well. And uh, I'm so looking forward to it. It's uh, it's going to be a great storyline for uh, the upcoming season. Well, thank you. I'm excited about it as well. I really appreciate you taking the time today and Appreciate your coverage of our great game and appreciate your coverage of the University of Texas. So until we visit again, hey, I appreciate it. And uh, praise the Lord and hook them horns. Vic Schaefer with us on the Herd Hoop Stats podcast. Thank you so much to Coach Schaefer for joining us. Great to get him early on uh, before he even coaches a game at UT. And it's going to be fun to see how that all shakes out. And uh, just knowing that uh, that really ramps things up in the Big 12 again and gives us yet another wonderful storyline in the Big 12 as everybody tries to catch up with Baylor, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. More great shows are on the way. I've already recorded with a couple of WNBA rookies and looking forward to bringing those to you at the appropriate time. Of course, we got to get a WNBA season started up here, don't we? Uh, and we'll see where things go uh, from here. But also there have been some other big coaching changes, big retirements along the way in college basketball as well. Maybe that'll be the next subject of our Her Hoop Stats podcast. Either way, we'll be with you coming up next Monday. Thanks so much for listening. The announcer on the Her Hoop Stats podcast is Susie Solis. Our music by Jared Deck, jareddeckmusic.com. And the executive producer of the Her Hoop Stats podcast is Aaron Barzilai. I'm your host, John Little, reminding you that at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we are unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. 
They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.